What up, what up, what up? We're back. DI Alliance Rising Coaches Spotlight. We have the VP for women's basketball, Mrs. Kim Hampton, former WNBA Liberty, and now is taking over the world in all kinds of ways. What's up, Kim? How are you doing? Hey, Brian. I'm good. How are you? I'm fabulous. And my understanding is it's a, it's a pretty important day for you today. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's cool. It's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Kim's birthday today, so we want to celebrate Kim and do a little spotlight on her and chop it up a little bit. So, Kim, tell us about the, the journey real quick. Now you, you're done. You look back at your career. You played uh, Arizona State. I think you broke more records than anybody ever there, including James Harden. Uh, and then you played in the Liberty with the Liberty and WNBA when the WNBA first started, and and now you are doing all kinds of other things, which we'll get to. But what's it like look ba looking back at your playing career and uh, all that it's entailed? Wow, um, you know when I look back, I just I can't help but to just marvel at how blessed I've been uh, to have done all of the things that I have had the opportunity to do and to still be doing things still. Uh, reinventing myself. And so I feel completely grateful. I, I didn't start playing basketball until my freshman year of high school. And uh, I was super shy, but uh, I was incredibly athletic. And, um, you know, I was blessed with having some good coaches. And so my career was able to take off, um, you know, after leaving Kentucky to go to Arizona State. And, and there I was coached um, by Julene Brzezinski Simpson. Um, she was on the 76 Olympic team with Pat Head Summit. And um, so I learned a lot. I uh, learned a lot mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally about myself and, you know, just life. And, and it's so amazing because sports and athletics is more than just a game. I mean, the lessons that I learned through that whole process have been completely related. Just having that opportunity to um, to excel at that level collegiately and then go abroad and play because there wasn't professional basketball in America for women at that time. So I had to go abroad. And uh, I mean, really, again, having the opportunity to travel the world, doing what you love to do and getting paid to do it. That was just an awesome opportunity. And that afforded me the opportunity to still be playing when they started the WNBA in 97 and then being drafted in the elite draft with the, the ladies on the 96 Olympic team. That was pretty cool. That was awesome, too. And, and to be a part of that history of Lisa Leslie and I tipping off the first jump ball of the WNBA and me scoring the first two points in New York Liberty history. Um, you know, it's just great. And now that I have a daughter who just committed to the University of Cincinnati to play um, and to know the, the, you know, just the opportunity I've had to be a role model for so many players, be it, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, um, collegiate, as well as the pros. So it's, it's just been an amazing ride. So I just thank you, God. Thank you for this day. Thank you for another birthday. And I just feel so completely blessed. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it was an amazing career to watch. I, I didn't know you then personally, obviously, but I, I watched the WNBA when it first started and uh, New York literally happened to be pretty good early on in the game. And uh, so I got to watch Kim Hampton play a lot. So when we joined the Lions together, I'm like, I'm actually a fan. She could actually hoop. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, so talk about, we'll talk about your daughter, but we got to, we got to mention, you know, James Harden gets the most conversation from Arizona State. 
but I'm pretty sure he didn't score more points than you did in your time. So make sure I have this correct. It's like the all-time leading scorer for men's and women's, and I think all-time leading rebounder for men's and women's as well. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, I score, I think, uh, 2,361 points and 1,400 rebounds. 14-something. I forgot yeah. what it is. I don't remember what it is, but yeah, it was. Um, I remember one time I had, I was, I still held for several years after I graduated, like 40 school records. Uh, wow. that, you know, some people have come through broken some of those, but I still hold a, a, a nice amount of records. So it was really cool. That's amazing. So talk about your daughter. Does she, does she play similar to you? What's the scout report on your daughter? And what's it been like raising a daughter in the game who is uh, now going to be playing in the Big 12 at Cincinnati? No, her game is completely different. She's a guard. I was a post player. Um, and, um, you know, and it's guards game now. Um, when I was playing, it was post game. I mean, the ball went inside. So uh, it's very, very different. But it's been a joy to watch and, and to just uh, see how things have evolved. And, and again, we feel completely blessed that, um, that, you know, she's getting a scholarship to college and she's going to play and we feel completely happy with um, where she's going. We love the coaching staff there. Coach Michelle Clark heard and her, her coaching staff, um, you know, they're, they're excited to get their hands on her. And, and we just feel like it's a good place for her because that was, that was so important. I mean, you talk to so many coaches, but you really have to look at your kid and you have to, you have to just, you have to really know who your kid is because a part of me ego was getting in there and I was like, well, she could go to a bigger school, you know. I know she could play in the SEC. She can play in you know these leagues. These are the leagues, but was that the best opportunity for her? Mm. And so, um, you know, after after we talked about it, after we just got a feel for things and really just kind of honed in on the feelings. Um, she decided it was Cincinnati. So, um, and I was with it. I'm, I'm comfortable. You know, we all with it. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Was, was it a little bit crazy going through the recruiting process again with your daughter so many years later after you went through it? Um, I'm sure it was different because different times, but what was that? What was that like? Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy, but the crazy thing was back when I was going through it, um, we hadn't like the women's game hadn't gone NCAA yet. So I wasn't able to fly out on recruiting trips, but I was getting phone calls from seven and seven and my family was just like, you know, I mean, this is crazy. I mean, so it was crazy, um, you know, but now it's just, it's so different. Um, you know, the rules and the regulations are so different, but yeah. Tell us about uh so birthday, your daughter just committed recently this summer. Uh now you have a new position outside of what you're doing with rising coaches, which we'll talk about next. Uh you have a new position with Nike. So talk a little bit about that if you don't mind. Yeah. Um well Nike started this um program called Nike Win, Women in Nike. And it was um, to address the the diversity, equity, and inclusion um, uh, movement, um, they felt that women of color, former professional athletes or, or women of color don't get the same opportunities as some of their counterparts. And they wanted to do something, uh, something positive and proactive. And so they started this program. And I mean, it's, it's an amazing program. They feel 
that the qualities and the skill set that we've acquired through playing uh, high school collegiately and uh, professionally that you can't, you know, you can't teach those things and they can teach us the business of Nike. So they, uh, so, you know, that's what it is. And it was a rigorous um, um, interviewing process. I mean, it was, I think it was like a three, three month process, almost three, four month process. Um, and it was a ton of interviews. And we were also interviewing with Nike uh, World Headquarters out in Portland, but also with Converse because Nike owns Converse as well. So um, that's in Boston. So it was it was very interesting. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited because I'm going to be an empty nester. And so it was, it's just a new chapter. Yeah, it feels like almost perfect timing with uh, your daughter going off to school and then now you're having this new job. So <clears throat> super exciting times. Um, we'll talk about the birthday plans at the end. But let's talk uh, Rising Coaches DEI. We had the first Women's Empowerment Series. You're obviously the vice president of women's basketball. Um, what made you want to join the DEI Alliance with Rising Coaches um, in the first place? Other than... Daryl recruiting you and then me recruiting you and well that's it because I got recruited all over again (laughs) but that was it because I didn't know about it prior to that because mind you I'm not in the coaching world and so uh and when Daryl reached out to me I was kind of like first I was like "Uh, you know I don't I don't coach I mean I'm not you know I don't I'm not even in that world and I'm closer to the professional game and I was kind of like almost shooting it down in my mind but, um, you know, I've, this has been um, a year for a lot more yeses, I guess, that I could say. Um, and so he talked about it and he glamorized it. Then you got in and you, got nobody in. you know, you guys started twisting and twisting. You got, you got double team back like you were in the post. You were getting yeah, I was looking at full court press, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, so I said, well, why not? I said, um you know, who knows, maybe we can definitely um, help the situation and, and create change. And so I decided to do it. And, uh, you know, it's been eye opening for me, just learning um, about so much in the world of coaching and the, and the things that coaches go through and uh, and how the game constantly changes. The, um, we had the first Women's Empowerment Series, uh, a two-night series uh, back in October, a Monday night panel with three three leaders in women's basketball, um, combination of athletic director, agent, and former coach. The next night did it again with another combination of uh, two athletic directors, if I'm not mistaken, and then also um, a former coach. So talk a little bit about that experience your vision with creating that what you thought uh it was a great event and had great feedback and great turnout uh, i think we had over 85 pre-registrants and i think in the process we had almost 100 people uh total mm-hmm. that were on both so what was that experience like for you what was your vision with it how did you think it went well <laughs> i mean you talk about <laughs> inequity um you know us as women we experience that so much and especially in male dominated arenas and male industries so um 
we really, us as a team, that's including you, Daryl, Adam, we wanted to do something specifically for women, something that they felt. And so last year I had the opportunity to kind of somewhat ask uh, a few coaches what type of initiative would be important? Like what could we do to really help them advance their careers? Or what, is there anything that we could do? And so everyone almost hands down said, it's information. It's information. We want to know how can we uh, be privy? How do we become privy to uh, certain information? Or how do we get on that short list of those power five schools? And, and, and how do we build relationships with those people that make those decisions? Um, and so, um, and that's how we sat down and we just started talking about how we could pull this off. What could we do? And then we started, and you guys, because of your amazing connections, you started saying, well, we should just have a panel. We could pull this person, that person, this person, you know, search firm, athletic directors, head coaches that have gone on to administrators. And I mean, so it was everything. And, um, you know, and, and, and that was the opportunity to give them to ask a So it was it was great. And yeah, I wasn't letting, look and I wasn't letting them off easy. I was asking those tough questions. Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> See, that's, what, that's, what they, that's what we need though. Yeah. Right. We don't need the fluff. You said that beforehand, <laughs> we don't need the fluff. I want people to have the real access. We got a short amount of time. Let's set the tone and get to it. And you did a tremendous job uh with the vision, making it come to life. And I look forward to doing more women's initiatives and um, I thought the series was great too. That it was two nights to have kind of two different opportunities. If you couldn't make the first one, you could make the second one. Obviously, replays are still available, but um, I just love the fact that you know I have three. I have three daughters, so my wife's a, a women's volleyball coach. So just being able to have that perspective in my home, um, it was cool to be a part of. And I'm glad we're doing more things for the women's initiative, and that you are leading the charge. So that's a beautiful thing. Um, and you so didn't next. Have a Brian, yeah. we didn't have a choice. <laughs> all the way around. There's no doubt about it. Um, no, but it was I, fun too. I appreciate you um, facilitating that with me, and you're and I and I appreciate your questions. And you know, and the, the real interesting thing for me was, okay, with my lack of coaching experience, being teamed up with you guys, you and Daryl, and Daryl is been an, an athletic director and, um, uh, you know, Adam, all of the experience that he's had, there are certain questions that you guys would ask because you've actually lived them and experienced them. So I felt like that was really good too, to get, you know, that double angle. So, you know, it was really cool. And I, and I, so I'm grateful for you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was great. And I just love the fact we had so many different perspectives of, uh, we actually had an agent. I left that out. We had an agent, we had an athletic director, we had two former coaches. We had other athletic directors. So the the realm of the questions could go a lot of different ways in the answers. So I thought it was very impactful um, and look forward to more. And so as we talk about women, too, the Next Up initiative, we've had two now, which the Next Up initiative for rising coaches is probably our DI lines is probably our biggest one to this point, where we basically bring in search firm representative to uh, put on these mock simulation interviews of a scenario of a school you're prepping for it and you're interviewing for 30, 40 minutes and, and going through it. And <clears throat> each organization that we're aligned with, <clears throat> they make nominations for who they believe should be next up. 
there's a process for them to get selected and then there's 12 people selected and then they get to go through it so the first time we didn't have quite as many women as we did this time and women's basketball coaches we had more women's basketball coaches than we did men this time and we had a lot of women participants what did you think about uh so last time it was katie young stout from turnkey who led it the first initiative this time it was herb cordy from renaissance what did you think about that process what did you love about being a part of it and uh what would you like to share on that um because again i mean i've had an experience coaching but because i am not i guess i wouldn't consider myself in the world of coaching you would think that you know, you would do a little bit of research and, and you would be okay to go in and interview for a position, a head coaching position. But I learned so much. The fact that we all have our gifts and our talents and we are all gifted and talented in certain areas. Some people have the gift of gab and they can talk their way out of a paper bag, but others clam up and they're, you know, they're great on the court and when they're drawing up plays and things. And so it just really... Uh, brought to light how important it is to practice your skill set and interview. If you, you're a coach, but you're going to have to wear a ton of hats. And so, you know, the main thing that I learned is, is you're going to have to be at least just proficient in a ton of areas. You, you know, you, you hire the things that you lack, you know, the, you hire the people and you can put, place those people around you, but still you have to, be able to sell yourself because if not, you are the one that is going to be going for that position. You are the one that the athletic directors are going to see. So, and, and it was just amazing to me. Um, you, you, it was a simulation, but it was like the real deal. I, I mean, I felt like both. Um, um, okay, stop. Darn it. Kim and Herb. Yes, I couldn't think of her. Her would not come. Her would not come to my it's mind. Uh, and so you said Ken, and you said who and her? Um, Katie, Katie, Katie Young. Yes. Yeah, Katie, Katie, Young. Katie Young and Herb Courtney. Yes, is that Herb Courtney? Okay, okay, okay. That's what I was like. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the fact that um, you know, two things that are really cool about it: the fact they get feedback almost after each question, so it gives you. Instead of waiting till later and then giving this overall feedback, getting direct feedback on each answer and what parts were good and what parts could have been, what do they want to hear? It almost gives you access to the cheat codes, to the unwritten language that we don't know and gives coaches, okay, this is what they, okay, I can say that. I can tie that in. I can add that. So I thought that part was great. And both of them were great in their own ways of how they included that. Um, so yeah, I thought the next up initiative last year, we had a, uh, a men's college basketball coach get hired from the Next Up Initiative. And we had a women's college basketball coach get hired. And then we also had a coach get hired in the G League. So we had three head coaches out of 12 get opportunities uh, that have given some credit to being a part of this simulation. So Next Up Initiative, Rising Coaches, um, uh, beautiful thing. Beautiful it, thing. I mean, it is. it was truly a beautiful thing and what was even more beautiful about it like i i love what you said getting the instantaneous feedback uh, as you as you went along so that you can make those notations plus the fact that it was recorded and so they get a chance to see themselves and you know and i was saying 
ask yourself, based on this interview, if you were the athletic director or the, the administrator, would you hire yourself? If so, write list why you would. And if not, list why you wouldn't. And, and right. it's great. It's not just us telling you this information. You have to be honest with yourself and you can see strong. Point. I mean, it, it's about being able to sell yourself. And it was just I was just blown away. And some coaches were extremely prepared and then some kind of treated it like it was, a uh, you know, just kind of like a little practice thing. But then their eyes were um, awakened when, when they were like, oh, oh, my gosh, like, oh, everyone else is prepared like this. Oh, wow. Right. I didn't. See that. Right. So um, I, I think um, it it's just an invaluable, invaluable initiative. And and I and I, you know, and then we want to follow up with it, because after the right. first time. Um, you know, you, you get to the, the kinks out of the way and then you can practice and study. And what was more awesome, uh, they had about, what, 35 questions that they had yeah. to prepare for right. as well. Yeah. yeah, they had like 35 questions uh, because you never know what direction an athletic, athletic director is going to go in. So you want to be. Do and I told them, if you know, study those questions to where you know what your answer is, you're precise. And then once you know what you want to say, then you could tell a story with it and you could right. show character and personality and, and all of that, because that's, you know, people want to hire people that they like. And so they need yep. to like you. They're trying to find out, do I like this person? Yeah. Not only do they like you and do they want you to represent their brand? So it's really not about the coaches being qualified to be head coaches. It's can you convince the people that are hiring that you're qualified and that you mm -hmm. have what it takes because yeah. the, the actual doing the job is separate than the interview is. So being able to, to educate and help and expose the good and the bad to how you get these opportunities is a really cool thing. And um, yeah, it just helps. It feels like we're a part of, the change of what's happening with more minority coaches getting hired, which is an awesome thing. There was 35 hired on the men's side last year. It was over 50%. Uh, the women's side wasn't quite as high. I think it was only 12, um, but still trending in a positive direction. We just need to keep that going. Um, so yeah, let's just end it and say, what is next up for Kim Hampton that she loves? I guess not so much what's next up. What do you love about being a part of rising coaches di alliance and then anything you got planned for your birthday or any funny throwback stories we'll, we'll let you share either one of those uh, at the end but what what about rising coaches di alliance are you looking forward to and are you just proud to be a part of um i would have to say that i'm super proud to be a part of this alliance because i am making a difference in the lives of of people that look like me um i think it's well overdue that women, you know, I want to see more women in the NBA. My, 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 a lot of my, you know, a couple of my teammates, Becky Hammond, she was the first female to be hired by the San Antonio Spurs. And, and now Teresa Weatherspoon is on the staff of um, the Pelicans. And, and why not? Why can't women coach NCAA, men's NCAA basketball? So, I mean, those are great strides, but my point is, is if you have a, a strong skill set, people are people. It doesn't matter if you can coach the game. It doesn't matter whether you're coaching boys, girls, men or women. If you know your stuff, you know your stuff. And basketball is just basketball. So um, I'm just really proud that I can um, 
that I can just make a difference and, and that I'm doing something else. And I'm actually uh, stepping outside of my comfort zone, doing things that um, I normally don't do and reinventing myself as well. So it's, um, it's it feels really good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome to be a part of it with you. You've been a great teammate. You know, sometimes people think pro athletes have this certain, uh, you know, and some do, but there's a bad stereotype sometimes. And I think just how down to earth you've been, uh, how gracious you've been, how kind, uh, and then just you're wanting to learn. I think you've been a great student of just asking questions and people are getting to know uh, Kim Hampton, this next generation that maybe didn't get to see you play. They're getting to see you uh, in this space. And I love that you're giving back the way you are. And um, yeah, you're making an awesome impact, including on me, you know, so I, I appreciate it. and want to give you your flowers. Happy birthday. Enjoy hey. it. And, uh, we'll just let you have any last words. It can be funny. It can be inspirational. You can give any last words. You're now have another birthday. You're looking back at this legacy of life that you've lived as a player. And now you're impacting the game. Uh, in so many different ways and communities and lives. And, and you're, you have a diversified experience too outside of playing, whether it's uh, singing, performing, modeling, um, motivational speaking. So I guess if you had anything for coaches or players before we end, just to kind of give any, any wise words from Kim Hampton, if you don't mind. All right. Well, one thing I would always say is us as human beings have a natural tendency to live up to the expectations that people have of us, be them good or bad. So as you're coaching, remember that. Have you ever had those players or those coaches that made you want to run through the wall for them? That, that is what you strive for because you might not have the greatest talent, but if you can coach the talent that you have to its greatest potential, that's when you're moving things. That's when you're changing the culture. And people want more than anything to live up to high standards and they want to belong and they want to feel needed. So if you can hone that skill right there, wow, you'll be doing something not only for yourself, but for every person's life that you touch. So those are my words of wisdom. Amen. I love it. Kim Hampton, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, happy birthday. Enjoy it. This most people won't see this or people won't see this until the day after your birthday, but we're still going to wish you happy birthday anyway. So happy birthday. Enjoy it. Love you and keep up the great work. Honored to work with you and uh, enjoy this beautiful day. Thank you. You too. Take care. Thank you so very much for everything, Brian.